Welcome, this is Richard Wilson. If your seat backs and tray tables are not already in their full upright positions, it's too late. Brace for Impact is the Bait and Switch Podcast. And we're back at the Bait and Switch Studios. This is Studio B, the loft. That's getting to be our preferred studio now. Right, right. It's warmer. Warmer. And I've got uh, Jim here as always. And a good friend of mine, Richard Wilson. Hello. We discuss a lot of different things, Richard, right? That's right. You know, sometimes we got you know, the same perspective. Sometimes we get the opposite perspective. And when that happens, I tend to have the correct perspective. But I mean, Richard, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't I'm sure me. Richard would agree. Oh, yeah. You have the, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, he is, I, I say this, no kidding aside, he's very thoughtful about his opinions. I told Jim this the other day that I was talking to one of the guys in our biking group. And I said to the guy, I said, have you listened to the podcast? He said, I think I, you know, I listened to one. He said, it's all right. He said, but I like Bob and Brian better. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Brian have only been doing it for like 40 years. Yeah, right? sure. So, yeah. Yeah, he said uh, they're not wooden. Uh, <laughs> he said it doesn't seem forced. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks for the feedback. Right, right. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't feel terrible like yours. Yeah, it yeah, feels like good, not yeah. like yours. Yeah, you said yeah, it's yeah. more natural. Yeah, right. And so you were saying that you heard Bob and Brian say what about early days of podcasting or early days? Uh, early of radio. days of radio. Oh, they were terrible. They. I mean, they're always talking about. I think they were in like Indiana and Ohio or something. And they got millions of stories probably from all the different places they've been and the things that they've done. But uh, are we here to promote them? I think not. no. Well, no, no, I was going to ask Richard. The, have yeah. you listened to Bob and Brian, Richard? I'm familiar with them, and yeah. I'm an Indiana kid, you know. I oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Did you hear them back then? Um, no. I didn't know they were in Indiana. I, I, I don't. I, I might be wrong about Indiana. I thought, I thought it was Indiana or maybe Ohio. Do you yeah. listen to a morning radio show type of thing? I don't, really. <laughs> I, I kind of get I was more like Howard Stern. Right. Okay. There's yeah. a lot of the shock jocks. I actually, I, I had somebody listen to an, the early highlight clip that we put out first. Yeah. And he said, oh, you guys sound a lot like Bob and Brian. He said, I kind of like it. And I'll, I'll be honest, I've never listened to Bob and Brian. I mean, they're they're pretty good. They're, yeah. I think they're they're funny. But, yeah. you know, like you said, uh, that Bob and Brian, they said in the beginning, he said they listened to it and they're embarrassed. And, and so right now we're in that. We suck right now. Right. Well, <laughs> well you know, and, and 30 years from now, we're going to be telling stories. Yeah. The early days of the one mic. We used oh, yeah. to only have one microphone in here, but three of us would be huddled around this one microphone. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're not good. I mean, even our guest probably isn't good. Richard, say something. Well, I did a, a stint on college radio, so you I see, that's I'm not really good paying. either. He's, this, is, see, this is forced. This, this is, is for, yeah, this is wooden. <laughs> Come on, Richard, yeah. loosen up. Yeah, loosen up. Relax. Yeah, just, just speak like you'd normally speak. I'm just saying I feel your pain. I know those days of trying to come up with content and hoping that people listen to it. And So you did college radio. Where was that? At Carroll, WCCX. Oh. oh. No, uh, what station is that? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it the, is it the only on the college? I mean, only on the campus? It was a small 10-watt station. Okay. And okay. we had people 50 miles away that literally said they used to wrap their entire radio in some kind of tin foil or something. 10 watts? That's like an electric shaver? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the power of that? Let's get the Norelco humming there. I know a couple of people went to, uh, to Carroll, but I don't... There's only what twenty thousand people, something like that, go to Carol. Yeah, I mean, no, so you, you probably ran into no, it. No, Carol is is, is it smaller? Is maybe a thousand or something. A thousand? 
I would go somewhere in between the two numbers. Richard, this is not the price is right. Richard's like a thousand one. One dollar, one dollar. Yeah, there's there's no uh, prize for an exact bid here yeah. if you get the number. Yeah, no, I you know, I go back and I'll listen. Our first episode terrible second episode even worse i i think shouldn't we be getting better at this point so I, I think i think we're just progressively going getting worse and worse i think that's that's what's happening here but we start you know, we start at a low point and then we go lower right right we're we're making it up with volume isn't that what they say you know or really <laughs> now speaking of low richard's got this bass voice good for radio did you ever think about getting into radio that's all i ever dreamed of doing when i was a little kid um I used to practice my radio voice. Uh, we had a guy, WGCI Radio, Mike Hudson, and I would just practice all of his lines. It's 107.5 WGCI, we play the hits. Uh, I would just nice. run through it all the time. Richard, Chris tells me that your uncle was part of a famous 50s and 60s R&B group. Indeed. Uh, what was the name of the group? The group was the Spaniels, and I brought along the book. Oh, nice. um, written about them. It's called Good Night, Sweetheart, the Story of the Spaniels. Okay. And I just mentioned Richard Carter. Um, he's the author of the book. And I mentioned WNOV. I think he worked there. Uh, he uh, used to do a show called The Carter Report. Uh, he loved this band. And he referred to that opening line. From Good Night Sweetheart, which is the doop doo doop doop doo. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. He calls it the most famous five notes in the history of our country's pop music. Yeah. A little personal aside, but I used to sing that song to my daughter every night. Oh when yeah. She was, when she was, yeah like, well, that's how they years, got you know? the name the Spaniels, because when they used to rehearse, they get to that part where he goes, bow, bow. Oh, okay. And his <laughs> his first wife at the time said they sound like a bunch of old hounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> and you had a spaniel too. And, and we had a Springer Spaniel, yeah. yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right, exactly. Yeah, we did. We did. Have mm -hmm. uh, all the men in your family been blessed with this? bass voice he's not my blood he was married to my aunt tanya the family's just a a, a deep voice magnet yeah mine and did you you know we're talking radio did you sing yeah i did i was in every choir in the city and again this was gary indiana so you know this is jackson five town my grandmother she said she used to work at the a laundromat where their mom used to go and wash their clothes and everything. Um, they say Joe Jackson used to come and try to sing on the corner with the Spaniels. The father. Oh, no kidding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, oh, hold on, hold on. Is, uh, the Spaniels were a big here. deal yeah. at the oh, time. Okay. okay. You know, and, and the Jacksons were 20 years down the road. Okay. You know, they... they the future. So the Spaniels so, helped them get their name. You could say, right? We let Joe Jackson sing with us once. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Other songs that people would know? Uh, Stormy have... Weather, Baby It's You. They, they had quite a few hits. Mm. But of course, uh, Good Night Sweetheart is the big one because that's the one that was has been in three or four movies, a lot of commercials. and Sure. Didn't Sean like and I do it too with Bowser? 
Mm-hmm. My dad used to watch it. <laughs> Jim, don't insult our guests. <laughs> <Shine> <laughs> <on us. laughs> I was just saying, they, they ripped it off, is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. shine on they ripped it off. They took it. Didn't uh, Donnie and Marie do that, too? <laughs> or uh, Captain and Tennille. Captain and Tennille, <laughs> yeah. Quite a few uh, covers. So they were, they were big in the 50s and 60s. You know, other than, say... The song, what was the zenith of their career? Well, they they did play at the Apollo. They played with every major group. If you look at the back cover, I mean, you got Aaron Neville, James Brown says they were before their time. Guys like Jerry Butler, the Moon Glows, all of these guys like worship them. They were inducted into, into the Smithsonian. But I don't think they're in the actual, the big Hall of Fame. They're in the small R&B Hall of Fame. Okay. But they're not in the larger Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Which is, I think, a travesty. Right. So, now, we were in Memphis last year. Huge scene there. Was there a whole Gary, Indiana, Motown scene or what? There isn't, but there should be. The, The Gary in Chicago... The stuff that happened there is legendary. Sure. Again, because we're talking about the Jackson Five and right, all of right. these. Um, you've got Jerry Butler. You've got Denise Williams. You, yeah. That it definitely rivals Motown. Chess mm-hmm. Records. Um, the Beatles. The Beatles came from VJ Records, which is there wouldn't have been a VJ without the Spaniels. Okay. Wow. And that's the first place where the Beatles signed when they came from Europe. So yeah, you think there'd be something there? Maybe we got to get that started. Maybe if this, if this podcast thing doesn't catch on, maybe we'll we'll start that up. All fifteen people that listen to this will yeah, right. <laughs> write their congressman. Right, right. I'm saying we'll do it. No, sure. Yeah, if, we'll we, do if this it. doesn't take off, you know, like I think it will. But I mean, you know, if it's, mm-hmm. I got I got a lot of things to do. I don't, don't sign me on to things that I I got to cut the grass. I mean, it's been raining a lot it's lately. A good, it has been raining. That's a good point. And I've got the doctor's appointments all. Oh, you, yeah. know, like. yeah, you know what? Forget it. We're booked. Forget it. It's out. It's off. Before it's before off. we started the podcast, Richard said he had a bunch of doctor's appointments. One which he said he had no knowledge of setting up. Yeah, they're, they're right. just signing me up for him without my knowledge. So <laughs> Got a call from a doctor saying, we'll see you tomorrow. What's this about? We'll tell you when you come in. Yeah, right. Don't worry about it. We take care of it. We'll, we'll take care of you. Don't worry. Yeah, this is, this is not good. Uh, are these uh, members surviving? Is he surviving? Um, I don't think there are any left anymore. There may be one survive. Well, I take that back because... There are two two renditions of the group. There's the original members, and then there is like a second coming of the group. With mm-hmm. okay, nice. sometimes sometimes these acts, you know, when they go through different incarnations, finally the only one left is like the microphone or the amplifier. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. They're like right. this is the right. microphone is... from the group. Yeah, right, right. exactly. <laughs> like like Jefferson Starship reminds yeah. me of that, right? They, Who's the stri- who's the thread that connects all these? Uh, actually, Uncle Gerald was the one for the longest time, but and he's oh. the one everybody wants to see yeah, because course, it's yeah. not the same if you don't have that booming doop doo doop doo doo. Right, right. The bass. Yeah. That's the star. Mm-hmm. Bass voice. Your voice. You're the star. Yeah, you'd be the star. I could be. Could be. Well, if it was a damn doctor's appointments. <laughs> <laughs> in the way of everything. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, we're teasing a little bit about this, but you can carry a tune, huh? What's the pinnacle of uh, Richard Wilson's uh, career here as far as singing? The only 
I would guess I call it semi-professional thing that I've done is uh, at Carol, we did uh, a performance of Carmina Burana with the Waukesha Symphony Orchestra. That's the only time that I did a performance that we actually sold tickets. Okay. What is Carmina Burana? What is that? You know, the... Carmen? That one? No, no, like Fortuna Plongo Bonera Stealante Buso Chalice or the. <laughs> Me and Jim are looking quizzical. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard of. Uh, I've Richard heard of said, it. you know, I thought he was going to break out the Rolling Stones. Fortuna Velut Luna Statu Variabilis Sempe Crescis. I like it, but I haven't heard it before. I've, I've, uh, I've definitely heard. Of it, did you sing it to your children? That was my first kid, it was a long time ago. I don't remember much about it. So, something you may be more familiar <laughs> with, we did, uh, or uh, as a solo, I did Pilot's Dream from Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, mm -hmm. the um. I dreamed I met a Galilean. A most amazing man. He hath that look you very rarely find. The haunted, haunted kind. Uh, <laughs> that's a first. Bait yeah. switch. We got singing on go. this. Yeah, right. That's, that's a first. Well done. You don't want to hear us well sing, done. that's for no, sure. No, no. You know, one thing I know, now you said that you were too young to meet the Jacksons, but I do know from talking to you before, that you knew a famous Milwaukee Buck. Glenn Robinson. The I dog. sang at his graduation. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which one? High school or was it? High school. Okay, high school. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit older than you still this year. What is yeah, he? I was a freshman when he was a senior at, at Theodore Roosevelt, that same precious high school where my uncle went and won all his talent shows uh -huh. and the Jackson 5 won their first talent show wow. and... Um, but anyway, his girlfriend was walking around with her pregnant belly and she had Glenn Robinson Jr. Yeah. But anyway, you know that he just won the dunk contest a couple of years ago. Richard was one of the earlier people I talked to about the podcast. Oh, okay. We started recording these last year in the summertime and then we started releasing them in February of this year. And I think I told Richard around February, I said, Hey, I got this new venture, you know, podcast yeah. and... And I knew there was one he was going to be interested in. It's the second one with Mark Ryder, yeah. where we talked climate change. Now, obviously, we keep it a little light, but Richard's yeah. uh, very much into the environment. I want to emphasize this to Richard just so he knows that this podcast is sustainable, and we used uh, locally sourced <laughs> materials. Yeah, so, it's all locally. Yeah, so. yeah, our carbon footprint is—it's like one foot. It's like a—it's like a half a footprint. It's like a baby footprint. So, yeah. Oh yeah. No, like like not, not even like walking yet. Jim, like uh, turn footprint. off the lights while we're doing this. Please. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it in the dark. Yeah, I'm going to shut the computer down too, so we make sure we don't have a. Uh, anyway, one theory I've come up with about global warming—not the same theory. I got a new theory: is that people would be more concerned if it was global cooling. What do you think, Richard? That may be true, but I don't think that would be accurate either. I think they screwed up in general by calling it global warming. They should have just called it global climate change or climate change in general. If it was global cooling, I think I would be more concerned. I hate when I got to take a sweater. Those spring jackets, you always leave them behind. Right. Global cooling, clothing costs 
would I think a lot of people would would well, walk at that right away and, and call their senator. Right. They do say that different parts of the world will have different effects. Some people will be warmer and some will be colder, right? Yeah. What about Wisconsin? Wisconsin, the projections are one day this is going to be a tropical paradise. That's what I thought. That's what I'm holding out for. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's, I'm this is not sounding that. so bad all no, of a sudden. No, all of a sudden this is pretty good. Richard, yeah, yeah, I, I got a problem with you having yeah. a problem with this. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know you're in Wisconsin, right? The, the, the soon-to-be global paradise. Yeah. I mean, this is living the dream. But overall, the the planet is warming. And that, I, I keep trying to get you to watch that that History Channel special. What's it called again? You did text me. What was it called? It's called Two Degrees: The Point of No Return. And so far, thriller. They said we've raised the global temperature by one degree, and once we hit two degrees, that's it. There's no turning back. Sounds like another thriller. No turning back. Point yeah. of no return. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It, it sounds like all 80s movies sounding yeah, or starring true. Sylvester Stallone right, and, uh, and Kurt Michael Russell. J. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it into a thriller, Richard. I'll watch it. I mean, yeah, I'm man. not going to watch Maybe it. Should that. Maybe we should do that. Forget about the R&B thing down in, in Indiana. Forget about mm -hmm. that. Forget about this podcast. We'll just have an 80s movie about called uh, Two Degrees Warmer. No, I uh, the thing that uh, has concerned me, you know, you have to bring it down to a you know a retail level. You gotta you gotta yep. hit people where it would affect them. And me and my kids watch uh, Survivor, the TV show, mm -hmm. and I become concerned that the rising sea levels are going to make Survivor impossible. Sure. Yeah. I don't know, Richard. Is that too shallow of me? <laughs> I mean, should I be using shallow when I'm talking about rising, uh, rising waters? waters? Is that fair? I don't know. Yeah. Did mm -hmm. you did you uh, did you hear our, our solutions for the rising uh, ocean? I have not. Ideas yeah, my that. idea is that you have to. Um, they're worried about the sea level rise. So you go to the bottom of the ocean, you dredge it, and you take that muck and you put it on the land. You make the oceans deeper, the water right. goes down. So right, right. My, my, my thinking was we would just uh, go out to the middle of the ocean and just drill a hole. Mm -hmm. Just like a drain and just you know put, put a little stopper down there. So when we just drain it a little bit. Yeah, done. Richard, I mean, Richard, I mean, so far we're the ones coming up with the ideas. You're silent over there. What is yeah, your solution? Yeah. I mean, we, my silence are... is because your 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 funny solutions are actually similar to some of the real life solutions that some of the scientists are coming up with we... to solve these problems. Really? You know what I was thinking? What? Everybody just bring your ice cube tray. <laughs> flip them in, the, in the ocean. You know, yeah. I mean, if everybody did it, yeah. there's a lot of ice cubes. Oh yeah, I've got. I can make. I can start tonight. I can, yeah, I, can I got start. two trays. You know, and, and I mean, and those are just <laughs> trays. Some people, some people could could have their. They got ice cube makers. I got mm -hmm. the extra tray, yeah. the ones for Christmas with the little Christmas tree ones. I can start. It's the third tray. Yeah, we've sure we've solved it. No, I here's, we've solved, we've solved, done. We've solved, done. <laughs> what else can we solve? World hunger. Let's move on to hunger. How can we solve uh, world hunger? You know, actually, you know, here is another idea: is that um, uh, Hawaii? They've got the volcanoes going. Yeah, there right. Right, now, right. Creating more land. Right, mm -hmm. that's true. I think we need a government program to get more of these volcanoes erupting. Active. More. That's a good point. Yeah, scientists would say that a lot of these eruptions are caused by the global warming because the ice melting causes shifts in the plate tectonics and those types of things. Hmm. Yeah, well, there we go. All right, we good. Go. We're thinking that's, about that. That's, that's good. So the Earth is taking care of itself. <laughs> Well, the Earth is going to be fine. Yeah. It's us that screwed. Yeah. Well, the Earth is going to take care of us. I am pretty sure. Pretty <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I go Mother on. Earth. No, the mother takes care of her child. The Mother Earth is not just going to.
The problem comes is when it, when the temperatures get too hot and we can't grow crops and the starvation starts to happen. And I'm still waiting for the problems. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> so we need to go back to the berries oh. and the hunting. Yeah, I'm hunting and the gatherer. Are you a hunter or a gatherer? I'm really more of a gatherer. I don't think I'm just an eater. It's like uh like some people say that you know they're into like hunting, fishing, and camping. Yeah. You know, my hobby is I'm a trapper. I'm a fur trapper. Trader. Trader. Yeah, I'm a yeah. fur trader. trader right. I yeah. get my canoe yeah. and I, I I I paddle to the next village. And portage. And, yeah. And then you portage. portage yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That I make uh, extra money that way. It's right. my walking around barter. money. Yeah. <laughs> right. My fur trapping money yeah, right. is, is my walking around money. Walking around. It's my pocket change. And another thing in, in that um, Don't documentary. Dismiss my fur trade. <laughs> I'll move on. Come on, Richard. Play along. <laughs> Yeah, at me like, when's this idiot gonna be done? <laughs> I, I, thought I, heard, I thought I heard like this kind of like sigh. So another thing, <laughs> he gave me that look like this is going nowhere. Yeah, right, right. I'm gonna bring it back to something. Right, right. We forgot to tell you that uh, part of our one of our, our motto for this show really is. We guarantee that the listeners will learn nothing. Yeah. So, uh, so that's yeah. so we're getting dangerously close to that yeah. edge there, where they're starting to actually learn things. So we got to shut yeah. that. I, down. I told I, I, that was a fear that when I brought him on here is he's got he's knowledge, too, too smart. He's he's not, yeah, right. Yeah. I knew this was going to be a problem that was going to rear its ugly head at some point. And here it is—the dismissive look about the fur trade. Yeah. yeah, boom. That's how it, yeah. that's how it landed. Yeah. 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 I, you know, it's a comedy podcast. No, let's throw the damp rag on this guy's. Right, right, yeah, exactly, yeah. So let's talk about everybody dying. Let's talk about how the earth is going to be fine. Everybody's going to be gone again. Let's Let's, come back to that, you and your fur trading. Let's get back to my serious conversation about saving the planet that 12 people are going to hear. So anyway, go on with your yeah. bit. Here, Richard. Okay, how are we going to save the world? Richard Wilson, save the world. We already, de- we already decided this was done. We had done this. We had the, the drill. We got the, the buckets and the ice cubes. We've got 7 billion people. We're doing our part. I got two yep. kids. I had them later in life. You had uh, two kids two. later in life. Two. We stopped at two. We feel Richard's like I got none. None that he knows see, of. See that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I only. Have to, I guess I technically have two that I know of. I, don't I did know. spend some time in Tijuana. Hey. <laughs> there could be people listening to podcasts that are thinking about paternity tests right now from Richard. That voice is very discernible. Yeah. Ooh, I like that voice. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like that guy I met in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Any downloads from Mexico yet? Uh, no, California. California. That, that's, you know, it's close. No. Yeah, I lived in, in San Diego for a while. Uh oh. There we go. Big hits from San Diego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do have a lot of California. We do. We got to give shouts out. Thank you, California. 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 Thank California. you, California. We got some in uh, sunny, what is it? Palmdale. Uh, San Jose. San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Frisco. Yeah. Been yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know where we're getting these. Uh, I don't, well, but we appreciate it. Cal- yeah. Cali. Nice. I was born in California. Here you go. A California native. Where in California were you from? I was born in Culver City, which is right outside of Los Angeles. The doctors in L.A. were on strike, so we had to drive through the mountains to the next closest town, which was Culver City. And I was born at Brotman Memorial Hospital, which is when they show the pictures for General Hospital on TV, the soap opera. opera, Mm -hmm. 
That's actually Brotman Memorial. Are you in yeah. one of the windows? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's baby Richard being <laughs> held up. And... <laughs> I was actually born in a car right outside the hospital, oh, and they came and cut it? my cords. Didn't nope. quite make it. Oh, didn't quite I make it. We were going to say wow. conceived for a second it's, uh, in a you car. Know, it, you guys I, didn't I, laugh I, at that. But I, anyway, I, go I, ahead. Thought was, I thought it was funny that you said, we had to drive. <laughs> we, we had to drive over to Culver City. Like, well, You're not actually driving when you're in the womb. Yeah, right. you? I was actually born in the car before we made the drive. And then, <laughs> so I took the wheel. And yeah. I wonder if Glenn Robinson Jr. is telling this tale right now. <laughs> the same one. <laughs> well, Richard, that brings us to the end of our interview. I hope you had a good time. How was it? Oh, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you having me, and it's been a fun conversation, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate I, it. I'm looking forward to these promos we're going to run here. Hopefully, they'll be running a podcast in the near future. So You'll, be hearing, you'll right. be hearing from Richard shortly. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Richard. Thanks again. Thank you. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. Today we have Lisa Borda Rivera with us. She's a friend of a former guest, Richard Wilson. Of course, my co-host Chris is here. And uh, welcome, Lisa. Thanks for stopping by with Thanks. us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you know Richard? I, I met Richard in college. We were both students at Carroll College, which is now Carroll University. I'm a, I'm a registered nurse and... Um, they had a nursing program that was affiliated with Columbia College of Nursing. So you did like two years there. You did two years at Columbia School of Nursing. Oh, okay. um, so um, I was a little sis for a fraternity that Richard was a brother for. It was called Delta Rho Upsilon, which also I don't know if is there anymore. Oh, but okay. um, Do we, you have anything to do with that? I was, well, no. <laughs> is it no longer no. No, Something no, that's a whole nother story. I don't know if we should talk about that. <laughs> but, we'll get um, to it. Yeah. Like, you warm up. It's hard. Does yeah. it involve law enforcement? I think so. Okay. All right. And, well, you know, we'll it, it's, it's more hearsay. I don't, I wasn't there when it happened. So, <laughs> I mean, the statute of limitations is yeah. also right. It's probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, statue or statute? Statu- statute of limitations. Statute. Statute. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Um, so that's how we met. And, um, you know, I mean, like you, you graduate, you go on with your lives, but um, social media is a great thing. So it's like a good way to keep tabs on your friends from way back. So we still kind of like, you know, touch base here and there. And so that's how I was invited to come here with you guys today. Cool. So Great. Yeah, I was going to ask her, is there such a thing as an unregistered nurse? No, there's not. You should never <laughs> let somebody take care of you that is an unregistered Wait a minute, I'm an unregistered nurse. nurse. I am too. I am unregistered. <laughs> it's kind of a hobby for me. I just yeah, do right, nursing yeah. on the side. I just never filled out the paperwork. Yeah. Really? You know, yeah, just kind of a... Well, I mean, I think a lot of people practice nursing uh, on a daily basis. You know, your mothers take care of your kids and... Um, She's getting philosophical. Know. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, that's, I guess you could... Try not you to could, get too deep. Yeah. <laughs> your, or, or is there some kind of legal ramifications? Or could my kids threaten me with, hey... You're doing unregistered nursing stuff. You need to be registered to be doing. No, no, administering no. I think I think, I think the oh. uh, I think the the parent card trumps everything. You so might be right. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was asking earlier about the temperature. You're fine with the temperature in this room. Yeah, I'm it's good. comfy. Yeah. Is it more important for you, just in life in general, to be comfy or cozy? I think I'd rather be comfy because when yeah. I get cozy, I want to fall asleep. 
It's true. Cozy. Yeah. We want the we want the guests to be awake. Right. You want to be comfy here. Yeah. yeah. If you're starting yeah. to get cozy, let us know. Yeah. We'll do something. Yeah. Then you might some hear some snoring your on your podcast. Oh, that yeah, wouldn't be too true. entertaining. So. Be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I said that because last time Jim was talking about how he was at a seminar of some sort, and they were talking about what would you rather have, pancakes or waffles. Yeah. And what what did you choose? I picked, uh, well, I surprised myself, to be honest. I thought for sure, oh, pancakes, of course, because I eat pancakes much more than I eat waffles. But then I started thinking about it. And if I think about what I actually like best, I like, actually like waffles better. The crunchy on the outside and the soft in the middle. Our guest? I, I, you know, I don't eat too many carbs in the morning like that. But if I had to choose one, I'd say waffles as well. Yes. Yeah. Waffles. I was going to say, it sounds like she was waffling on that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. The... Instinct is pancakes, right? Yeah. But if you do think about it, if you if you run the numbers, if right. you do the math, I mean, think waffles are yeah. the answer. Well, it's a logical, right? Like you said, mathematically, I'm pretty sure. Well, it looks like waffles. a little graph paper to start with, right? It, good point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. I've got a couple of other uh, things here for my our guest here. Okay. Farm and fleet. Do you go there more for the farm or the fleet? I don't go there at all. You do you go there. to fleet fleet farm? Nope. No. 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 Neither. You, where Where'd you get your fleet? Let's just start with that. My fleet. Yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where's your fleet coming from? Like, if you don't go to fleet like the farm, majority of my what I go shopping for. You tell us. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of Target. To tell you the truth, okay. I mean, Treasure. I can't ever go there without spending at least a hundred bucks. Right. So, right. How about that crazy that. build a bear thing? Did you hear about that? I did. I did hear about that. Oh, that, that's when was... um when you could pay your child's age like right. to. But you know what? Some people waited in line for so many hours. So is it worth it? Yeah, the thing about Build-A-Bear Workshop, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do they skirt child uh, labor laws? They got four-year-olds in there building bears. Building bears. <laughs> that, that's got to be that's yeah. gotta be against the law, There's right? There's got to be something there. Even the name says that they've got a problem. Yeah, Build-A-Bear. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a, another debate I want to get into with Jim, and Jim's kind of touchy about this. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Trinidad and Tobago. What is your favorite of those two? Trinidad. Trinidad. He's a Toboggan. Or I, a... I'm a Toboggan, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder at one time, was Trinidad a separate country, Tobago a separate country? They decided to get together, and the one wouldn't change its name, so it's kind of like a hyphenated married name. You know, you're going to be Trinidad. I'm like, hell no. No, I'm not. I'm keeping no, my name. Tobago. We're going to be Trinidad You're going to be Tobago. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to be Trinidad. Well, all right. Just, you know what? Let's split it down the middle. Just put a dash. Fine, fine. Yeah. We'll put the dash. Which is the female? What sounds female? Trinidad or Tobago? Well, I would say Tobago, except it ends in an O. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so that's usually a male. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're but, right. Uh, Does our guest speak? Do you speak Spanish? I do. So you're yes. supposed to say C, by the way. C. Hablo <laughs> español. You're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be. Uh, what, what's the word? Not drink. Putting putting words in her mouth. You know what's that word? Yeah. When when uh, you know you're trying to tell her what to say. You're no. not supposed to be doing that. What was your first language? English was English. my first language. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I can definitely hold a really great conversation in Spanish. I can read in Spanish. Um, I couldn't be a, like a medical translator or something because I might get sued. Right. But I mean, if I had to um, communicate something to somebody, if they had to communicate something to me, it, it would be Donde fine. esta el banco? Yeah. That's, yeah. That, was, yep. that was the one thing I learned yeah. in Spain when I was in Spain. Yeah. Bank? Where's the bank? Yeah. yeah. The, way you said, the way you say it makes it sound like you want to rob it. You're well, a there, was too... a, there, was a, there was an issue. I was stationed in Germany, but we had temporary duty in Spain for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Well, me and some of my buddies... 
met these there's some a bunch of these girls. The problem was one of them spoke English and one of us spoke Spanish. And both of them went to the bank for something. We couldn't find them. I had to I had my Spanish dictionary, so I was able to figure out where's the bank. That was the one thing I could, I could communicate with these girls, like, where's the bank? So that's why I don't ask that. So you were in the military. I was in the military, yeah. I was in the what Air branch? Force. Air Force, yeah. Cool. You know, yeah. I, I work at the VA hospital. Oh, okay. So um, I really enjoy taking care of that population of patients. I've been there for about 10 years, and it's probably about the most rewarding job I've ever had as a nurse. Oh, really? I don't know if you've ever been to the VA in Milwaukee. I actually haven't. It's a huge campus, first of all. Mm. Um, it's it's one of the three original VAs in the nation, and um, it's like literally like a little community. Okay. Uh, and there's so many services that they provide for the vets. Um, it's just great. So Nice. Sure. You know, one <laughs> thing that uh, Richard uh, talked to me about, uh, and we mentioned is, You've got one child, right? Yes, I have a son, 16. Now, you don't have the same experience I do in the sense that when you've got multiple kids. I've got two kids, and you know what? You raise them the same, and you know one turned out a boy, one turned out a girl. I'm not sure how bad. <laughs> Mine too. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. treated them the same. Right, it was exactly Yeah, yeah. so you've just, got the, <laughs> you've just got the one. You know, what I remember when they were little kids is people are obsessed with these charts, the height charts and the weight charts, and whenever I met people... Uh, when their kids were little, they'd say, uh, we went to the doctor the other day. And my kid's off the charts. Yeah, he's off the, he's charts. the charts. He's, he's, he's in the 115th percentile yeah. for height and weight. And I heard that so much. I'm thinking they need new charts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody's everybody's in the 90th at least. Yeah. Everybody's always 90th percentile, 90th percentile. But yeah, it's all those it's hormones in the food. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> you know, my kids, I'm not the biggest guy and their mother isn't the biggest uh, woman either. And my kids were in like the 30th percentile, right? And I'd be telling people this. Oh, my kid's in the 30th percentile. They go, aren't they off the charts? I said, no, no, they're, they're on the charts. They're, they'll be off the charts. Are they okay? They're <laughs> on the chart? Wait a minute. Is everything all right? Yeah, they would say, yeah. they'll be off the charts soon. Don't worry about yeah, it. I'm worry. like, I'm not worried. They're focused. I'm going to focus on my growing next year. I've been working on it every summer yes. for the last five years. It hasn't worked at all, but I'm sure they can figure it out. Yeah, because- they're off the charts. But you had... One child, and your mm-hmm. child was he on the charts or off the charts? Um, I I don't I I don't recall him being <laughs> um large or small for his age. I think he was just kind of average. Kind of um, average. Yeah. Now average. Uh, we mentioned that uh, your child has autism. Right? Yes, he does. At what age does one discover this? You know, developmentally, he hit like all of his milestones up until he was about eighteen months old, and um, the biggest thing that I noticed was that he had started to regress. Um, and it was, and this is, this is a controversial topic and I'm going to bring it up because I feel very strongly about it, but I feel like, um, after he received the MMR vaccine is, um, when he started to regress, he was speaking, you know, he had a vocabulary of about 20 words. Um, he was repeating, he was engaged, he was making eye contact. And then he kind of slowly lost his words, um, became very withdrawn and um, it took a really long time to get him diagnosed, though, because uh, you have to rule everything else out. So he had to have, you know, an MRI and he had to have mm-hmm. um, chromosomal workup and he had to be evaluated by a psych. Yeah, I mean, it was just a really long process. So we didn't actually get him diagnosed until about age three. Okay. So we got him in school right away. He, you know, got into 
um, intensive behavioral therapy. And I think now things are really different as far as being able to obtain services for that in the state of Wisconsin. Um, back then, this is like 13 years ago, mm-hmm. um, there was a really long waiting list, you know, in addition to dealing with the the trauma of like having this diagnosis. Now you're like, you're like, Oh, you have to wait nine months to a year to get services. So you're just like, Oh, okay. Like, what do I do? So, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, over the years, he's actually just really flourished. Um, he's still, he's not verbal, so he doesn't speak. He uses like a voice output communication device to kind of make his needs known. But, um, I've tried a couple of therapies that, haven't really been proven to work because, you know, there, there haven't been studies done, but, um, he does this thing called rapid prompting method. You know, you say like, do you want this choice or that choice? And then, you know, you graduate to typing and keyboarding and stuff. And that is like where he found his voice. Oh, nice. So, yeah. um, once he actually learned how to communicate, learned how to make his needs known, he, like his behaviors just got so much better because he, you know, the level of frustration was, yeah. was yeah. not there anymore. Sure. And he's just like such a great kid. He really is. He's so sweet. He's so engaged, um, you know, and he's so well behaved. So, I mean, we bring him everywhere. We, we take him to restaurants. We go to festivals. We, you know, we, I, I always told him, I said, you know, you, you have to learn how to be in this world because the world's not going to go away for you. Sure. And they have to know that there's people like you here and like people need to know that like people have to accept you. Not only does he have to adapt to the world, mm-hmm. but he is in a way showing other people how to adapt their lives, right? Yeah. He is helping other people grow in their own lives. Definitely. And, you know, I always say that... um He's very pure. There's no manipulation. There's no, he just like knows, he knows exactly how he feels Mm -hmm. and he knows what he likes and he knows what he doesn't like. He lives his life. He doesn't care what people think about him. If he uh, hears a song and he likes it and he wants to jump around and dance like nobody's watching, then that like, that's what he's going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wish that I could be more like that. In many ways, he's... He's made me a better person. He's made me more patient. He's made me more tolerant of people's differences. Um, he's definitely made me a better nurse because I've learned through advocating for him. I've learned to advocate for my patients better. Okay. I was meant to be his mom. Mm-hmm. I really was. There's this idea that autism is something that is more common than it used to be. So uh, do you believe that's because diagnosis has gotten more on the ball or is, is yeah. there something environmentally going on that you've read about? I think there's many layers to it. I don't think it's just, you know, um, subject to one thing. Um, I think environmentally, there's a lot of things that are probably we're exposed to now that we weren't. Nowadays, like the way they're diagnosing these kids might be way different than like when they were diagnosing my son, oh, sure. you know, cause my son is older and now he's getting to the point where he's like transitioning into early adulthood and we're dealing with all that, you mm-hmm. know, because I just really wish that they would really focus on like transitional adult services, you know, because there's the rate of diagnosis is just so much that like when these, when these kids become adults, like what are you, no, what do like, you do with right, them? Yeah, you know, right, like in right. myself, like a, he's an only child, like, I'm going to take care of him for as long as I can, as long as I'm alive. And then like, 
then what happens? Mm-hmm. You know, where does he go? What happens to him? So that's like, you know, that's a worry that I have. But I try to put it way in the back of my mind and just try to keep myself really healthy. And Sure. So... You found this system that works for him, yeah. right, for communication. Yeah. And, and that was kind of like something that really he really kind of locked into, right? Yeah. He, I mean, I'm sure that he, he's going to progress. It's interesting to see different people respond in different ways, right? So you guys just yeah. try all these different things. Like, yeah. maybe this will, you know. We've tried it all. Let me tell right. you. Yeah. Um, there's some things that, that work and some things that just don't. And oh, there's sure. some things that work great for other people. You know, and then you always have, like, this one person who's like, Hey, I heard about this, this one thing. Have you tried it? Yeah. Like many years ago, been there, done that. And right. people, you know, they have the best intentions, but oh, sure. you know, yeah. you're just kind of like, well, of course I tried it, yeah. you know? Right. So yeah. <laughs> now, now here's a question. Will you go back and retry some of those things now that he's older? Like to say he's tried something at six, maybe mm-hmm. that method would work again at 16 now that he's more developmentally along. Or, you're being you know, one of those people right now, Jim. I'm just wondering if <laughs> yeah. that's what you do. Right? <laughs> no, we, we do, but there's there's like some things that just cannot be helped. Like the hope that, that he will someday speak. He has speech and motor apraxia. Mm-hmm. So he, and and we've talked about it. I've had dialogue with him. And I say, but Georgie, don't you, that's his name. His name mm-hmm. is Jorge Luis, but we call him Georgie. Okay. So I say, but Georgie, don't you want to, don't you want to talk? And he's like, mom, my mouth won't work. Trying to get him in all these different speech therapies and speech that pathology mm-hmm. for something that is just not going to happen. Kind of like I would right? ra- rather focus on what he can do and yeah. that's, you know, mm-hmm. type or, that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So right. build on his strengths. So. Yeah. The other day on TV, I saw Rain Man. So in mm-hmm. media, in movies and TV and whatnot, has there been any TV show or movie or anything that depicts your life with your son the best? You know, I try not to watch television shows that portray people with autism and stuff because kind of irritates me okay. because it's just so individual mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, like people at work will say, Hey, did you watch the good doctor? Or, you know, did you watch? And I'm like, no, I really don't. Because then people see that portrayal on television and they're like, okay, well, this is how people with autism behave or okay. like, oh, well, I hear people with autism are really good at math or, or they're, they're really good at music. And so you get these kind of generalizations that are not really true. Yeah. Like you said, if you're, if you're intimately uh, familiar with a particular type of situation, to watch that portrayed, you know, on the screen mm-hmm. is difficult because you're always thinking about how yours is different. Right. Especially if they're, they're, uh, putting it into sort of a stereotypical, right? Oh, here it is. You know, this is, this is, like you said, you know, this is, this is what it's all about. Now everybody knows everything about it. Mm-hmm. It's not that way at all. Yeah. Okay. And not yeah. everybody who has autism is a savant. Like, you know, right. I right. mean, yeah. and that's like kind of one of the, one of the misconceptions is that like, oh, they must be really good at something. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. really good at something, but right. like, you know, just because like you he have. Can, he can count a thousand matchsticks on the floor. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Jim's exactly, still looking so. for it. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know why I haven't well, found that. So we'll see. <laughs> I mean, he does have talents. Um, I don't know that I would say any, I don't know that he's a savant, you know, but I mean, there's like things that he's really good at, but there's things I'm really good at. And that's just being a person. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah. maybe you're a savant. You don't realize. Maybe it. I am. Maybe yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now the other interest uh, thing that Richard mentioned, we talked about this dance. You're involved in dance. Yes. Your son, you said he dances like nobody's watching, right? Yes. <laughs> 
I did that at the uh, the food court at the mall. That didn't come out it across didn't, good. Didn't work out well. But no. in in uh, in your case, have you incorporated your dance into with him? Does he? No, he um, he likes the music that the young kids are listening to. So he's really oh, like nice. you know partial to like rap music mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. And you know. What I do is totally different. You know, I, I, we do Latin dancing and stuff. And he just, you know, my, my husband is also, he's a musician and he sings, um, in a Latin band. So he sings like salsa music and okay. stuff. Let, let and me stop uh, you there for just a second. What's uh, the name of the band? I just saw a Latin band recently. Uh, so my husband sings in a band based out of Chicago, actually. Oh, okay. And, um, they're called Caribe Project. They just actually, they, they performed at Summerfest on July 8th. Nice. And, um, my husband actually just recorded a song too. It's on iTunes. Shameless plug there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, get it in. Get it in. <laughs> so his name is Junior Rivera and the name of the song is, bailando contigo so um he's actually kind of moving up on the charts you know we're, we're getting like a lot of downloads and stuff so but my point is is that he hears latin music in the house all the time so okay. when you think of like your childhood and in the music that your parents played you're like oh my god that's so lame i don't right, sure. you know i right. don't want anything Stepping to do with that so right. yeah, right, right, yeah right, right. so um he kind of you know he's he's very age appropriate in that sense okay. it's like yeah. you know he he likes what the kids like so so yeah. we're uh, okay you're part of a Latin dance troupe? Yeah. So team's called Rumba Buena. We travel to different cities, to different salsa congresses, uh, dance festivals. Do and they pass legislation involving? The no, I don't know why they call, they ended up calling it Congress. Some of them, well, now they're, yeah. sometimes they're called Salsa Congress. Sometimes they're called dance that. festivals, um, you yeah. know, bachata festivals, whatever. I say this with no jest. Actually, Jim is a good dancer. I'm a, yeah. I, well, people tell me that. Yeah. yeah? Me you, go to, you go to weddings and you're, I'm, you're I'm a wedding one dancer. One. You're yeah. one of the better ones that dance. <laughs> yeah. Are you a true. wedding crasher, though? Well, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if we can put that out here. <laughs> you know, I have crashed a few weddings just in the sense that you're at one wedding and then there's one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the basement or next door and then you, then you crash. You know, the next wedding night. crashing is actually a thing. We oh, have yeah. crashers at our wedding. I will cop to this. Like I said, I have been to wedding halls where they've got one wedding next to the other wedding. Yeah. And of course, what do you do as a guy? You go over and look at the other wedding to see if the girls are cuter over there. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so I did that enough times at different weddings. It was kind of fun. And we started talking, me and some friends about five, six years ago and said, let's deliberately go out and crash a wedding. Really? Yeah. Not, not, not be next to a wedding and just happen yeah. in, but go find a wedding. Yeah. And me and a couple people dressed up. You know, I got a suit and tie on. Yeah. I went out to a place where I'd seen a couple weddings side by side. Yeah. And I just assumed it was a summer weekend. They were going to have weddings. We got there. They didn't have any weddings. I just assumed they would be there. Um, oh, really? So I actually one time so you, went out. So you crashed no weddings. So you had the no intent wedding. to crash a wedding. <laughs> yeah. but I had so your plans were foiled. Yeah. <laughs> I should have done more. <laughs> should have done more uh, research on that. You got to look at the wedding announcements. Yeah, well, do something. they even do that anymore? Yeah. But to, I've been yeah, to this place. Sure. Like two or three times for weddings. And I'm assuming it's a weekend. They you got just wedding. figure any old mm-hmm. hotel, right? Would, would, I mean, what's what's your opinion of destination weddings? Hey, uh, Yay or nay? I got to be careful on that because I got one coming up. Oh, okay. Well, we may- <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have done a destination wedding. I think you wheedle out oh, all the um, unnecessary guests when you, uh, that's, you that's know, like, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the fluff. 
Because the crashes aren't going to honestly, be there. my the chaff. Yeah. yeah, my husband and I wanted to do a destination wedding, and then my dad was not having it because I'm the only daughter, and oh, okay, you know. And, and did I you said, tell him, "Dad, look, now we have crashes in our album. Uh, Thanks a lot." Well, no, I said, "Well, are you going to pay for it then? If you want me to have this big oh. wedding?" And he goes, "Okay, I'll pay for it." Well, so he did, you know. Okay, well, um, I, I mean, next, <laughs> next time I'm going to do a destination crash. I'm going to go somewhere. You, go. you know, go, I'm Barbados, go to Barbados, and you're going to get there. Like I thought for sure there'd be a wedding here. I yeah. think I'm going to go to Trinidad or Tobago. Mm-hmm. One no, of the two or both. Tobago. I'll tell you what, you're not going to Tobago. You're a Trinidad guy. You stay over there. <laughs> well, hey, let's take a little bit of a break and go look for Richard. Okay. okay. And we're back at the Bait and Switch Podcast Studios here, again with Lisa Borda-Rivera. And joining us now is a past guest, Richard Wilson. Hello again. Welcome back, Richard. Richard is the one that got this guest for us. He knows Lisa here. And I just want to thank Richard. He's kind of classing up our, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, fantastic. <laughs> yes. Top notch. Yes. This is the type of guest that I've been saying we need to get, Joe. We need, we need, this is this is a get. Yeah, she's got a lot yep. to say. She's That's smart. She's talented. funny. We had a guy yep. last time. Holy cow. What a dud. That yeah, I, I don't fr- know what... I should not really speak ill of guests, but right. the last guy, if really you remember s- who it was, I just... Slow, he kind of like dragged, he was like pulling teeth to get... He droned... Wait. I hope you're not talking uh, about Richard. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, uh, uh, well, let's just move on, shall we? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, uh, uh, we'll, we'll cut no, that part yeah, out. Right, right. <laughs> That's my brother, I might have to fight yeah. you, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, Richard was a, Richard was a great Richard guest. Richard was a great guest. In yeah. fact, Richard yeah. is now the, the third voice on our podcast. That's true. He is the announcer. That's true. Yep. And I talked to a couple of people, and they liked that intro. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've heard some good not? feedback, right, Richard? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> you got that. All you got to do is say, "Oh yeah." Voice. I mean, I'm yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like a Kool Aid man. Right? Oh yeah. Right. So you guys know each other from Carol. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, she just mentioned she's my little sister. She's yeah. in a fraternity with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We heard that. One of these is no longer because of police action. Lisa was involved well, in no, some no, type no, of illicit. No, 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 There's, uh... Back it up. All right. Let's Hold not on. talk about the police. <laughs> yeah, no, I, nothing but good memories, though. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, I mean, I have great memories of... Um, police raids. Yeah, right. No, there right. Was, all those there memories. Was nothing like Stings. that. <laughs> there was nothing like the that, at least when I was around. But, um, you know, like, I mean, I still communicate with, like, a lot of the people. Every now and then I talk about the the bait-and-switch uh, timeline. We talk about yes. something in the news. Right. Uh, what's going on here right now, and just wrapping up, is the, the Thai kids trapped in the cave. Yes. And I heard something that was kind of distressing. These kids were trapped in the cave for, what was it, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so they uh, they finally figured out how to get them out, and they they brought them out. But the most distressing part of the story that I found, they said the kids on average lost four pounds. Oh come on! <laughs> that's the cave diet. You're right, trapped yeah, in the cave. The cave. You lose four pounds. Right, you lose four pounds. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's hope for any of us. No, no. If you're in a cave and you haven't eaten for two weeks and you, you lose, lose four, four pounds, pounds, that's one thing I'm doing to to watch my weight is. People get these Fitbits. Tells them how many steps they've walked. Yeah, she's got oh, one. Did you see six steps there, shaking your head? No. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I looked into it. The one that I looked at was a little expensive, so now I've just been counting my steps all day long. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. So when, when patients ask you questions, like, be quiet, be quiet. Yeah, I'm adding I'm counting up. my steps. Hold on. Just don't interrupt. Oh, God. Was it 2,500 or 3,500? They say that uh, sitting is the new smoking. You've heard that. I have heard that. It doesn't feel as good. It must get, do something for you. But I sit all day long, and I don't feel that great. I'll yeah. tell you that. No, I, I, and it, Richard, you've got the deep voice. Were you ever a cigarette smoker? Yeah, I am currently. You are currently. Still. Mm. Uh-oh. You got a nurse right here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I smelled it on you when I hugged you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've never smoked either? I mean, in college, I, I dabbled a little bit, but I don't think I was ever, like, a, addicted to smoking. It was right. more like, like something you did when you had a cocktail or something. Right. So, sure. Yeah. 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 If you go back to the uh, the Richard of what, 12, 13, 14, 15, what was I it? was 20 actually when 20. I started. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, which w- means I'm really stupid. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> I found, made it we, that long. We figured that out in the first podcast with you. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's cover new ground this time, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to when you were 20. Take us back in the mindset. What was it that went from a non-smoker to a smoker what what did you think that you know why, why it's just you... like lisa just said it was when we were out drinking you would smoke one and and you'd get that little high yeah mm-hmm. and um actually i had some friends from gary that came and they actually came and moved into the dorms with me i remember that <laughs> 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 I guess there's nothing they can do about it now. <laughs> and they they actually got campus jobs. <laughs> they were working in the pit downstairs. Crashing weddings. It was yeah. great. Was that Cessa and... Uh, yeah, and Boogie. Oh, my God. And he had a kid with... What's her name, right? Uh, Cessa had it with Abba. Yep. In the yeah. dorms? Oh, my goodness. Yep. Well, they probably yeah. conceived the baby in the dorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um but anyway, you know, we would go out drinking, and you know, I got tired of bumming cigarettes from them when we would go out drinking. So I bought my first pack, and I've been buying them ever since. Yeah. But but it's so weird because it, it, I don't get that high now. Now it's just the addiction. Just the it's habit. the nicotine yeah. addiction now. Yeah. But so. when you first start, you get that little buzz, like ooh, like yeah. And you don't get that anymore. No, the thrill is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it affect your breathing? Like, and, and now I've got the smoker's cough. Yeah. So it, 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 it's time to in let them morning, go soon. You before just kind of like you know. You got to cough up a bunch of yeah. gunk. And do you ever think of quitting? Yeah. Yeah. This is it's the gang up on Richard podcast. Yeah. No, it's just this a, is actually this an, an intervention. It's an intervention. Yes. Yeah. Simple question. You, now you wonder why we brought you here, Richard. This is why. <laughs> a little smoking cessation. Turn into an intervention. You said four to five packs for your dad right what, yeah. what are you at two or what i'm at a pack a pack and a half yeah but you know what back true. like even when we were in school you could smoke in public places mm-hmm. yeah. you know right. so like you would go to a restaurant and there'd be a smoking section or like you would go to a bar and the whole place would be filled with oh, smoke yeah. right like, it was like easier to pick up that habit you know yeah. because you were around it but then like once you start smoking and it becomes a habit then like that kind of thrill goes away sure right mm-hmm. right maybe to uh, get rid of this sitting dilemma maybe no chairs at the bars anymore 
There you go. What do you think about that? Because I just oh, went to. I, I would have a problem with I that because I wear high heels. Well, you might you have know? a sitting problem. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a sitting problem. You just you don't know it. You just don't, <laughs> don't know, know it. it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those uh, every now and then you hear about those people, the DVT, right? The deep vein thrombosis. Yes. Oh, I thought yes. that was a '90s uh, R and B group. <laughs> DVT. <laughs> DVT. <laughs> I thought you were going to say wrestlers. Yeah, right. Wrestling team wrestlers. DVT. Right. That's right. I used to watch wrestling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, the deep vein thrombosis you get from sitting too long, right? And you can, or long drives. Uh, they say sometimes take a baby aspirin or something if you're going to be sitting for a long period of time. Thin your blood a little bit. Pumping. I take it a little too seriously. Sometimes yeah. if I go a mile, I'll stop and I'll get out and stretch. Right, and right. It takes mm-hmm. me like three days to get across yeah. town sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> as far as... Uh, Exercise. We're talking about these Thai kids only losing uh, four pounds. Um, Is that true? Yes, I did. I did not make that up. But uh, we've talked a lot about diet as well. Jim has brought up in a couple of our podcasts Mm -hmm. this whole thirty, right? Which I've cut out about eight references to this. Jim keeps going on and on about this. I've spared our listeners. Jim's constantly talking about this. They've heard about it once or twice. But, so did I tell you you did the whole thing? Yes, you did the whole thing. Let's every other podcast. Is it really? <laughs> but I'm t- starting a new diet. It's called the Retox Diet. Oh, nice. Bringing toxins back. Bringing toxins back in. <laughs> Have you go. seen those videos where they pour Coca-Cola into things and they eats away at like a pipe or something? Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the idea. What you do is you take <laughs> a, a whole bunch of Coca-Cola and you cleanse out the accumulated nutrients in your gut. You know, just get rid of all that yeah, garbage. Yeah, right, right. When you, you know what? Then you get that buzz again. Yes. Right? You get that little toxic buzz. Retox. I like it. You got to kill all that flora and then start all over again. Right, right. And the fauna. Too. What about you, Lisa? And you're, are you watching your diet in a new way? Actually, yeah. Um, I recently started this program. The whole thirty? Um, no, not the whole thirty. Um, yeah, I actually got my husband to do it too. So he's like, oh, that, that makes it easier. He's on week. He's on week two. Um, oh, okay. And my he, wife also did the whole thirty with me. So that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's easier when you do it together. You know. Yeah. Because, so now, do you cut out sugar with this too? Um, simple sugars, yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, Let's not go I name eat like um, <laughs> grains, but oh, I mean sure. like. But you don't eat not candy a lot of fruit, or... not candy, okay. mm-hmm. no simple sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat um, really lean meats. Turkey bacon's been something I oh, really been liking. Yeah, so um, almonds, you know, raw almonds, stuff like that. Do you have to so. watch out for stuff like uh, the sugars, sugary stuff in the turkey bacon or like in bacon. Like when I did the whole thirty, like maple <laughs> bacon or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, but, but Jim, it's all being cut. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there was because we looked at bacon and there was always like some kind of sugar. It didn't even have to be like maple mm-hmm. bacon. Yeah, yeah, but it was really easy because like he has this app and um, he gives you a link to download this app and then your meal plans on there, your exercises are on there, so okay. you literally just do. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, um, he gives you like weights and you know cardio and all this stuff. So you just follow the plan. Okay. Literally follow the plan. Nice. I'm okay with like I you know I. Last year, I ran two marathons, and um, I got Only really... two? Just two. Back to back. Yeah. Well, it, four <laughs> weeks apart. It was a, kind oh. of a funny story, because I don't know if you guys heard about the Milwaukee Marathon last year. Is that the one where it was really hot? It was too short. It was too, too short. Oh, yeah. Too short. Okay, so you didn't so, quite run it. 
So I so ran like 25 <laughs> point something miles technically. You because just told me like, you, you ran a marathon. No, wait a minute. So yeah. you ran you one you and then a fake marathon. All right. right. Somebody had misplaced the cones on like mile 21. Like all of a sudden it went from mile 20 to mile 22. And oh. I'm like, hey, what happened? My and mile time's really my, good. Well, but at that <laughs> point, you're like, you're like, you just ran yeah. 20 some miles and you're like, Okay, that's fine. I'm it's on mile 22 fine. instead yeah. of 12. They must you know, know what like, they're doing. Yeah. So, um, so then you know we cross, and I'm you know like my GPS was like, yeah, you ran 25 points something. So then it came out on the news like the next day, like oh, um, whoever was placing the cones, they placed them, you know, kind of uh, like at the wrong turning point. I was just happy to finish. Sure. And or so not, then they said, yeah. well, <laughs> you know, we're going to give you, you finish, like a very way. discounted rate to run Madison, which was like oh. four weeks later. And I'm okay. like, I'm trained hey, up I, for it already. Yeah, I so, guess, here, here you go. We yeah. have a deal for you. You can do it again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And um, so my running buddy and I, we ran the marathon together and I'm like, screw it. Cool. Let's just do it. You know? I, and so I did the, the same marathon. And yeah. Um, yeah. again, I counted my steps. And right. that I, the whole marathon, it was just one, two, Dude. three. And, and you start count, over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Actually, uh, the, the other thing you always talk here about is uh, gluten intolerance. I'm mm. I'm gluten intolerant, not in the sense that it disagrees with me. I just don't like it. No. So I eat as much as I can of it right. because I do not like it. I don't tolerate it. <laughs> I don't tolerate yeah. it. I don't tolerate it. I, I see that I eat it. So uh, what, what, what was your major at Carol? They changed the program. So originally it was a writing emphasis and they did away with the writing emphasis and I got stuck on the literature end. But um, I still wound up English student of the year and I won an academic writing award. Wow. I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. There we go. Let's give it up yeah. for an award about 50 <laughs> years ago. There we go. This might be our first award winner, literary award winner. This one, What year was this again? Uh, when I won the awards, yes. it was 2011. 2011. Okay, so not, that, not that long not ago. Not that long ago. And you, you were a, a nursing major. Yes. Back then, they didn't they split you up where you started off at Carroll and yep. then they sent you to yep. Columbia. Two years at Carroll, and you did all your like prerequisites, like sciences and stuff, and then. Um, we went to the Columbia campus, which was essentially like on the UWM campus, pretty mm -hmm. much. But I really missed Carol when I like, you know, like then all you have is like your nursing comrades, and I never like oh, really sure. connected with them. Like I was more connected with my fraternity, yeah, you know, and mm -hmm. so I really felt like a kind of a void after that, you know. And then like I moved into an apartment and. Yeah, I was going to say you were yeah. in the dorms. Were you yeah. in the dorms at, at I was, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. You the Do you invite friends of yours to squat in your apartment? and <laughs> <laughs> Work on campus? <laughs> and, and, and impregnate the, the students. <laughs> that is so funny, though. Like, did you, And they never got caught living nope. with you? That is so funny. I remember that. They were just like, they would just chill. Like, you know? <laughs> Now, these dorms are relatively small. How many people yeah. are living in a dorm? So I had a roommate that was never there. And then we had two two roommates on the other side and then a bathroom separating us. So okay. there were four persons to the suite. There is a, a, that's a common college story about the roommate that was never there. And here's my roommate that was never there story. Again? My original roommate was Dave. I can't think of his last name. Um, but he wasn't the one that was never there. Uh -huh. The one that was never there, his name was Paul. 
Only thing I remember about that guy is he came home drunk one night and he peed on my books and I almost killed him. Oh, my God. I, I, wow. it, I got up at three o'clock in the morning and I had to just leave because I wanted to beat him to death. Because, oh, you know, our books are like two hundred dollars yeah. a piece. Sure. Like, yeah. A, yeah. a piece. It, he took ah, a piss yeah. on my book, right. on my books. Because yeah. <laughs> he thought your books were the toilet? Or yeah. yeah, he didn't know where he was. Oh he was that gosh. drunk, and he See, just wow. peed on my books. Yeah. See, drink responsibly, folks. Right. Don't pee on books. Come on. Come on now. And the next the next day, he was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he just started, like, giving me money. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, That's why he never showed up. <laughs> when I uh, was in school, we had the roommate that was never there. We had a house with, I think, seven people in it. And there was this guy had the room next to me, and he was never there. He was at his girlfriend's apartment, and he would come by once in a while. Anyway, fast forward about six, eight, ten years I'm out golfing with a buddy. We're on the first tee, and we get paired up with these two guys. And we golf a hole, and we get to the second hole, and golfing, you introduce yourself to the other people in your foursome. <laughs> so I come up to one of the guys, and I said, and I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Reedsburg. I said, oh. I said, I had a college roommate from Reedsburg. He said, what was his name? And I told him. And he said, that's him. He pointed to the other guy in the group. <laughs> it was the fourth guy in the group. I didn't recognize him. He didn't recognize <laughs> he never me. There. He was my roommate. Yeah. <laughs> I also had a, a roommate who was never there. Yes, let's hear which it. Which is it's not a college story. It's a, back in the Air Force days. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I was in the Air Force, uh, I had roommates that just weren't there. I don't know where these people go. Like one guy, I don't even know where he went. I know, but you know, I'm so territorial over my stuff. Mm -hmm. I could never just like leave my room and leave my stuff and you know yeah maybe richard friend was marking his territory with the urination of the books <laughs> right. oh, maybe that was right. his way of of uh, claiming the territory it's good that you just left and walked away because yeah i wow. had to well you know so i feel good about this podcast and we may have done somebody uh, a public service that don't pee on books yeah. you get because people get mad at you. Yeah. You know, and, and you don't want to be people mad you pounding your face in or whatever they might yeah. do about the books. Yeah. Drink responsibly, people. Drink responsibly. Think about what yes. you're doing. Of course, they may not have books nowadays, right? They might mm. pee on your laptop now. Yeah. So oh, like... God, don't pee on that either. <laughs> don't pee on anything. All right, that's the service. Yeah. Just don't pee on anything else. There's a toilet. There's a toilet. Use, that. use it. That might, be the, that might be the title of this one. There's yeah. a toilet. Use it. Use yeah. it. Yeah. Abrams was nasty too because he was on the other side of the suite and he had a booger wall. Oh, uh, yeah, he was gross. I remember him. A booger wall. <laughs> a booger wall. I like the that way he says it. I like the way he says that as if everybody understands what that means. Right, right. I think people have booger walls when they're four years old, yeah, not right. when they're in college. Right, right. Maybe he brought it along with him. Yeah. He was your big brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then he would pee in the shower, and he'd go, oh, don't worry about it. Urine is sterile, you know. He was an interesting guy, but he was, like, really smart, too. Like, yeah, brilliant guy. Like, he's, brilliant, he's one of but my like best so... friends. I hated him so bad when I first met him, and right now he's 
probably my best friend. Is he going to be listening to this? Yes, he and will be. Gonna, he's going to know people are going to know about the booger wall. And he's also going to know that I nicknamed him Disgusto, and I'm right now telling the whole world th- that Disgusto. I nicknamed him Disgusto. Because of the booger wall? Because of his booger wall. We will, he's uh, okay with that, the booger wall. He's going to be sitting at home laughing about his booger wall. <laughs> All right, good. He's going to own it. He's gonna be like, I got one at home right now. Yeah, right. I was going to say, is there a current booger wall? Right, right. My he probably currently has a booger wall. And his wife is probably so ashamed and yeah. just covering her face in disgust. Build the wall. The oh. booger wall. Oh, my God. Oh, that made my cheeks hurt. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this Tear down this wall. This wall. Oh, when you're four and five years old, that burger wall, that makes sense, right? It really it's the middle of the night. Right. You don't want to get up. Not getting you, up. No. And then your mom discovers your burger wall. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Then, then there's problems. There's or so I've heard. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Maybe she's just happy you're not eating it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it might get to that point, you know, kids. Now yeah. we've had podcasts about a lot of different bodily functions. And now How about uh, and- as a kid, what was your strategy so that you, you know, wouldn't eat the food you didn't want to eat? My first strategy, I had two. Right. My first one, of course, I it was, think, a, it was a multi-pronged approach. It really approach, was. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was, there was a d- diversion and then, you know, right. attack. You know, let's say it's green beans or something. I had, had a little pile of green beans. I sp- spread them all around my plate. Right, right. That's a pretty common. Right. And my mom would scoop them all back up. And then I got to, I would just cram them all in my mouth. And I'd say, well, I got go to the, go to the bathroom and just spit them in the toilet. Richard, what was your strategy? What was your strategy to get rid of? Just say no. <laughs> No, Nancy was Reagan it. was that the, your? That's, <laughs> yeah. and your parents. Were I channeled Nancy. Oh, I didn't grow right. up with my mom. I just grew up with my crazy dad. Okay, and he was pretty easygoing about things. And so he said, "Eat your green beans." You said, "No, no, said, I'm right. not having said, that." Then he'd say, right. "Finish your Mountain that. Dew." I, I like that phrase. You said, "I'm not having that." <laughs> I like that. I'm not having that. As a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Lisa, what did you do uh, to avoid eating foods that you didn't like to eat? Um. You know, my mom was a pretty good cook, so, um, but I did hate drinking milk, and I still hate milk, and I won't drink it to this day. Um, one thing I can say, though, about my family is that we had dinner together every single day. Okay. You know, like, um, and that was, like, so important as, like, for our family. You know, mm-hmm. my dad would come home from work, and we would sit at the dinner table all together, and we would eat dinner. Sure. And I thought it was so lame that we had to turn off the television and, yeah. you know, whatever. But, like, now I see where my dad was coming from with that, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody does that anymore. Like, who sits as a family at dinner anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody gets home at different times and, you know. So, so. do you do that now with your child? Um. On the days that I don't work late, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this might kind of wrap things up a little bit. I have made dinner for us, and we're all going to sit together and have dinner after <laughs> no, the podcast. No, we're not. No, I'm not no, having that. No. You're going to turn off your phone. Turn off your phone. Richard, put down the cigarettes. All right. We're just going to sit and eat this after the podcast. That could be a, a podcast tradition. We have food after there you the go. podcast. You're going to find a whole ring of food around my plate. Well, hey, I want to thank uh, Richard. Uh, yes, Richard for, for his second uh, right. guest for, for then scouting out. Uh, another guest for us, thank Lisa. You, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Well, let's uh, count down the music. We're going to do okay. the music here in music three, in three two, two, one. Music. Anyway, thanks, everybody. That was fun. Thanks. Yeah.
Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast with our guests Jerry Cagle and Mitch Tyke when Chris tells us about a time when a certain young lady caught his eye. This is true. I was driving with a guy here not too long ago, and I looked up and they had this billboard. And I, you know, maybe I'm getting older here, but I looked up and this billboard, they had a, a picture of an attractive woman with gray hair. Yeah, it's a man. She's, she's kind of cute, actually. And then I read the billboard. It was for uh, pre-planning your funeral. (laughs) And I'm thinking, this is my demographic. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.